It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. I This is the take two. I did another podcast that was all in the Ukraine, and I just wasn't satisfied with it. You, gotta, you have to look in the background of all of the people involved with the Ukraine, and I suspect it's a whole religious war going on. Um, and, uh, and I think the United States is being extremely foolish. There you go. I summed up a 20-minute podcast in 28 seconds. So Alex Berenson today, he came out and, uh, well, he's on Telegram. He's not on Twitter. So he telegrammed all of his followers about the UK relaxation of COVID restrictions. Plan B, he says, all COVID restrictions to end. Oh, goodness, it's all done. Will vaccines hinder the development of natural immunity post-infection? Good question, because we found out that the UK says, guess what? It says that people with natural immunity against COVID are that much more better, more better uh, than people that have gotten two vaccines, two shots or more. That's from the United Kingdom. Israel, same thing. Now, natural COVID delta immunity more effective than vaccination coming from the CDC. Study published on Wednesday, and this is according to RT.com, that the CDC found that as the Delta variant became the dominant coronavirus strain, people who were vaccinated were six times less likely to catch COVID vaccine, I mean to catch COVID-19, than those who hadn't been jabbed. However, those who had been infected with an earlier variant of the coronavirus but hadn't been vaccinated, were between 15 to 30 times less likely to catch the virus. So let's sum that up again. For people that have not had any form of COVID, if you had two shots, you were six times less likely to catch COVID. However, if you had already gotten COVID in 2020 or 2019, you were 15 to 30 times less likely to catch the virus than somebody who has been vaccinated. What does this say? If you were diagnosed properly and you were treated properly with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, uh, quercetin, vitamin D, C, zinc, all of that, then guess what? This is a non-issue for 7.5 billion people. So what's the real motivation behind this? Despite its disadvantage compared to natural immunity, the CDC stressed that vaccination remains the safest strategy. Not according to the data, not according to the quote-unquote science, Miss Walensky. This is because quote-unquote having COVID the first time carries with it significant risks. Yes, said co-author Dr. Eli Rosenberg from CNN, Yes, it does carry significant risks. If you fall into the four comorbidity plus category, which makes up 75% of all COVID deaths. And we're talking about COVID death and COVID related death because we must make that distinction. So Dr. Eli Rosenberg needs to go back and do some math and stop taking money from Big Pharma to realize the true risks come from people that have not been uh that have not come down with something but have had taken two vaccines. So uh, this is just foolish. It's absolutely foolish. 
We've spoken about this for literally two years. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's move on to something else, please. Anyway, Alex Berenson says, uh, Hoping for a virologist immunologist to help me sort out new data that involves T-cell responses to the Omicron and variants. Uh, We already know mRNA COVID vaccines don't stop infections. Very good. The vaccines could cause, here we go, long-term damage to immunity in a couple of ways. It involves the growth of B and T cells, the parts of the immune system that are primed to recognize and attack COVID virons upon reinfection. Basically, what he's saying is these vaccines wipe out cell memory. So normally, if you were to catch a COVID-style virus, your B and T cells remember what the virus kind of looks like and knows how to react to it and also knows how to react to its variants. What the vaccine does is that it basically gives a men in black style mind wipe to all of your B and T cells, which means every time the inoculated and the boosted and the boosted twice come across a COVID style virus, which could very well be a common cold, Their body freaks out and says, oh my goodness, we've never come across this before because you've essentially given your immune system a lobotomy. That's why. Uh, We have little published research on this question, Mr. Berenson continues, far less than we should given that one billion people have received these vaccines. However, we already know natural immunity beats vaccine immunity on Tuesday. The CDC again confirmed this fact. CDC published a paper comparing infections with natural immunity. The CDC massaged the data to help vaccines by excluding cases in partially vaccinated people. Partially vaccinated is vaccinated. So what do they mean by partially vaccinated? Partially vaccinated means either you've received one vaccine and I would assume uh, that you've not received your booster because you are not, quote-unquote, up-to-date, according to Dr. Fauci. Nonetheless, the report was cleared. The study began in late May at uh, or near the peak for a couple of weeks, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Mr. Berenson waxes poetic about a lot of crap, but as great mRNA vaccine experiments churn to a halt, the more important question going forward is whether or not these, inva- these vaccines have impacted lasting immunity. And according to all these studies, particularly one from Lancet, we find out that, yes, it does impact long-term immunity, and your immune system is influenced by this stuff, which basically what these vaccines... I'm going to sum all this crap up, because it's a long article. To sum it up, basically what they did was, with these inoculations, according to Mr. Berenson, is that it reset your immune system when it came to anything involving a SARS-CoVID-style virus. So the common cold is now a big deal. Long-term effects of COVID or, or these vaccines basically means that you've stymied your immune system for two seasons worth of flu and COVID-style viruses going around the country. So talk about trying to drag this out longer than it should be dragged out. That's exactly what's happening here. And so what what are they trying to do even more than that? They're trying to say, oh, well, goodness gracious, you need to take a booster. I mean, look at what's coming out now. 
they said that the Omicron vaccine, or the vaccine that's focused on the Omicron variant, that's going to be out in March. So, oh, once March comes along, everybody's going to need another booster. So that's going to make four shots in 12 months. Like I said, they're going for one shot every two to three months. So they're right on schedule. And your lovable, fuzzball, brilliant host is right once again, four to five months ahead of the curve. So this is what we're talking about with all of this, right? They have now compromised everybody's immune system and they made the common cold a big deal. So the only way to get over the common cold is to constantly inoculate each other for every two to three months. And when they come out with the Omicron inoculation, guess what? It's coming out in March and April. Now, when do you think cold and flu season ends? Around March and April. So when they start a huge population-wide vaccine campaign to take to make people get a fourth or fifth booster shot to combat Omicron, it's already passed. Omicron is not a big deal anymore because it's spring and summer, and just through nature alone, people are going to get less sick because it's spring and summer. It's not cold and flu season. And then they're going to say, oh, goodness, look at all of the success we've had with our science and our mRNA prophylactic gene therapy platform. Nobody is sick. What a success story we have. It's June, it's July, August, May, September. Oh, look at all these healthy people. Yes, all you had to do was leave them alone. They would be just as healthy. And then once October, November, December comes around in 2022, then, oh, because they basically gave your immune system a lobotomy, then, oh, it's COVID all over again. 15 new variants. You're going to need new vaccines for those in order to get through the season. Otherwise, it's going to be the scourge of the unvaccinated, riddled with death and misery. Remember that press release that Biden said out there? Oh, God. What a loser. What? They're all losers. They're all losers. So this was put out by the Epic Times. New emails expose Fauci's role in shaping highly influential paper that established COVID, quote-unquote, natural origin narrative. New evidence has emerged about basically everything that I just read, except we have to be redundant in the Epic Times and rewrite the headline as the first paragraph. Notably, at least three authors of this paper, the paper being something that uh, tries to steer everybody away from the notion of a lab leak and into the notion of just, oh, it's an evolutionary jump from bats to humans. We don't know what happened. Notably, at least three authors of the paper were privately telling Fauci's teleconference group both during the call and in subsequent emails, that they were anywhere between 60 to 80% sure that COVID-19 came out of a lab. Now, here's the big problem. Fauci was funding this. The CIA was working with, if not employing, Peter Dajak. Who's Peter Dajak? Dr. Fauci was funding Peter Dajak's run EcoHealth which was then in turn taking Dr. Fauci's money, giving it to Wuhan to make these style dangerous viruses and uh, the ones that did the gain of 
function, which basically means there are proteins and viruses and you make them more dangerous. It's just a nicer way of saying this is a bioweapon. Okay, so as the head of NIAD, Fauci controls a large portion of the world's research funds for virologists. At least three virologists involved in the drafting of what they call the proximal origin have, been, have seen substantial increases in funding for the agency since the paper was first published. So what does that sentence mean? It means that a lot of people came out and said, Fauci, you're full of shit. And this really is a lab leak. This thing is too perfect to be a natural evolutionary process. So what did Fauci do? Fauci took all of his funding, threw money at the people that were disagreeing with him, and those people went away. Basically, what he did was he bribed the people. So don't tell me to trust the science. Don't tell me that science is altruistic. I've been saying this since day one. The one who funds, the person who funds the research is the one that controls the outcomes. And in this case, a lot of these scientists and doctors who had true druthers, who had true discrepancies with Dr. Fauci's lies, were bribed into complacency and bribed into silence. This does not bode well for science. Once again, we have no custodians of society. We've got nobody with a set of balls. We've got nobody with a set of ovaries that's willing to stand up to a five foot four, nothing, big nose, four eyed little twerp like Dr. Fauci. These people must have some sort of moral compass slammed into their forehead and say, enough is enough. Stand up for the human species. Who gives a flying F about your dumb research when 7.5 billion lives are on the line thanks to somebody like Dr. Fauci and Big Pharma who doesn't give a damn about human life. They only give a damn about profits. So please, enough is enough. And Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins never trust a man by the name of Francis. I'll tell you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I have to break it up every now and then. All right, so it, yeah. <laughs> Francis Collins is this four-eyed mustachioed jerk who is just as bloodthirsty and cold-hearted as Dr. Fauci, who ran the gamut, tried to silence any opposition to lockdowns and silence any opposition to vaccination. So I would really like to know who is the real power player during this whole thing? Is it Dr. Fauci or is it Francis Collins? And the article goes through a lot of dubious emails that were released through a Freedom of Information Act request. And basically what it looks like, I and mean, this article goes on and on, but it's a good article, you should read it. Uh, anyway, the article's name is New Emails Expose Fauci's Role in Shaping Highly Influential Paper That Established COVID Natural Origin Narrative. Like I said, Look it up. Big article. I'll sum it up. Basically, what it looks like through the Freedom of Information Act request emails that we've seen from Collins and Fauci is that there were a lot of scientists who said they're a lot, at least 60 to 80 percent sure that this is a lab leak. It looks too perfect. You can't do something like this. It's, in fact, magnetic. Um, and it, it, it's, it has a, what did they call it? I think it has a positive or a negative. I think it has a positive charge which automatically slams against the negative charge that the human body emits in certain conditions. So it, it, it's almost magnetic. 
Uh, we can go down a whole rabbit hole with that. And so this does not look like an evolutionary jump. So you see all these emails go back and forth between Collins and Fauci. And basically, they try to generate a hit piece against any opposition that this is an, a natural evolu evolutionary jump. They also try to create hit pieces that say that they're... Uh, that any way out of this uh, doesn't involve a vaccine. So you must take a vaccine to get out of this pandemic. It's a very damaging article, and I suspect we're going to hear more about it. And I suspect Fauci's days are numbered, particularly with the midterm elections coming up later on this year. Dr. Fauci is an albatross, except to the very, very die-hard Democrats out there, particularly the ones in L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, uh, and New York City, and Boston, uh, that, that are totally brain-dead and don't know how to put uh, any sort of cognitive use of their brains to use. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just really sad to talk to people from those areas. But anyway, okay, that's going to be it for me. A rambling, rambling diatribe uh, today with Dr. Fauci and COVID as usual. Uh, that's, I, that's enough for me for a week. Uh, that's four podcasts. I don't know what else to tell you. They, name one other person that does four podcasts a week for free, for free. Uh, you can find me all over, everywhere. I'm not going to say it again. I say it every day. If you don't know by now, I don't know what else to tell you. I have the radio show this week. I may upload it next week uh, because it's also broadcasting brilliance. And I talk about a whole bunch of different topics, and I include music on that. So, as always, I appreciate all the listens, and we will be back next week for another four riveting podcasts. This is The Last Call with Chris Michaels.